Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Bear Den Pod, part of the 1012 Podcast Network, and partnered with Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Matt Workman, and as always, I'm joined by Joe Goodman. Joe, how are you doing this Sunday evening? Man, it's the Bear Den Pod. We should be we should be hibernating. I don't know if you can tell by my uh, by my voice, but it has been it has been a rough week, friend. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I've been there recently, so I understand. Lots I understand of, where you're coming from. Lots of flu going around. Yeah. And insane, insaneness at work. At this, the downside to working from home. All right. So back, back pre-COVID, back in the, the old days, right? I, I went into the office every single day of my life. And if I got a cold or anything like that, I would stay home. And even though I had the technology that would have allowed me to work remotely. It was kind of like understood if you were too sick to go into the office, you're too, too sick, sick to, work. to work. Yeah. Now Not though, anymore. the, there is that, that is especially for somebody like me who is switched in his role to essentially be like, I'm about 70% work from home. I, I do hybrid. I still go in. I mean, at least one day a week, um, if not more. So that's why I don't just say 80. It's a little, you know, 60, 70%. I work from home, probably closer to 75 for being real. But now when I'm sick, <laughs> I'm still working because yeah. it's just like, okay, I just have to get on a call. And in my job, I recently took a different job. So I'm, I work in like IT. Literally everything I can do, I can do from home. But I don't have that option. So it's like I go in to literally sit in front of a computer and answer emails, send instant messages, log onto the network and do stuff. I literally rarely do I go off site for anything. So now I will say this. I believe there are, there are probably going to be some things coming down the pipeline in the near future where there's going to be more pressure put on us to go into the office more Mm -hmm. it's been four years three and a half since i've regularly gone to the office because uh we started um, the group that i was working for my boss sent us to work from home 
when like COVID first started, not in the United States, just generally, because we worked with a lot of people who travel internationally. Oh, so and you're so like was early. Like, like yeah, she was like, I'm not taking any chances. We're going to go ahead and start working from home early before they mandated it. Um, and I remember I had coworkers that were like, you're crazy. Like, why are you doing this? And then we all ended up working from home. But yeah, I, the thing is, is the job that I do now, there are on the team of 20 people that I regularly interact with on a day to day basis. Three or four of them are located where I am. <laughs> so, yeah, even if, if they sent me back to the office every day, which I have a feeling they're going to try to start sitting us back more. But if they were to send me back to the office every day, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, I'm just going to the office to then sit on Teams meetings. Like, it's yeah. just a different location for me to sit on a That's team. That's what's meeting. wild. Like, I have, like, an IT meeting every Wednesday. And all I do is I log into Teams on my computer at my little desk. And everyone is in Waco. Like, we're not even dealing with what you deal with, Right. Yeah, like most and of my still no one's going. We're country, not going to a, a like central location and make have a meeting. It's like okay, we'll just log in and we'll have a meeting. And I'm like, I could do this from my house. I really could. That is the funny thing is when I do end up having a meeting with like a couple of people that work in Houston and we're all sitting twenty feet from each other when we're yeah. in the office. And yeah, that's that's always funny. Yeah, no, I have a meeting in this meeting. My boss is in it. He is like two desks. Or he's kind of like a few desks over from where I'm at, like his 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 office, and I'm like we're in the same location <laughs> on a video chat, having a meeting. I had this week, Matt. I had my first experience with um, somebody using like those those meta avatars in a meeting. I was in a meeting oh, yeah. uh, on Friday. And it was it was like one of those big mass kind of like all hands meetings where there's 200 oh, yeah. people. Right. But there were two people on the call that were using like their their like metaverse avatar. And it was weird. It was very weird. I don't use avatars. No, I don't even turn my camera on unless I like am required oh, no. to. I was forced to like put like a picture on my like profile on the app we use. By marketing. They're like, hey, we need a picture of you. And I was like, because I just had my initials, you know, like the default, like whatever it is. But I was like, all right, here's a picture. You can, you can do it. I use the same photo, like my <laughs> professional photo. It is now 12 years old. Like I, it was oh. taken in 2012. I literally went to the men's bathroom and took a selfie against a blank wall. <laughs> and, I, and I emailed it to her. Yeah, my professional photo, it's like the only photo I have of it's like a headshot of me in a suit that I got yeah. taken in 2012. And I've been using that one ever since. It looks close enough like me. It's I mean, it's not like it's me. It's not like if you saw that picture and then saw me, you'd be like you felt like I was deceiving you in any way. I'm being so. catfished. I'm being catfished over here by Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you look 10 years younger. Yeah. Well, We could we could go on for hours about tales of corporate life um, of, of the corporate world, corporate world, the bared end corporate podcast. Yeah, it's mostly because I don't want to talk about basketball because because we lost to Texas. We did lose to Texas after losing to Kansas State. Now, what was your 
I asked you earlier about the Texas game. Did you watch the Kansas State game? Like, were you like involved in that game? So as far both, as like both those games, yes, I did watch them. Both like Kansas State, I was a little bit more sick. Like I was pretty sick when the yeah. Kansas State game was going on. Um, so I think I just like watched that in bed on my phone. Um, it was maddening. Uh and I would say the Texas game was kind of maddening too. I was I was solo dadding during the Texas game, but I kind of had it on with no volume on my phone while like I was playing with my son and, and you know constantly just checking in and seeing things. I did see the end of the Texas game. Um my God, just stop the man with the ball for the love stop of God. The anyway. ball. Stop the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um I watched most of the Texas game. I was kind of doing things and um I was gonna I was going to the women's game. So I was kind of just getting ready to leave the house. But yeah, I did see the end of the game and it was like you said, it was just like maddening. So we did lose two games. It's the second time this year we've lost two games in a row, right? We lost we lost to Michigan State and we lost to Duke. Then we rattled off five in a row. Now we've lost two in a row, which means we're going to win five in a row now, Matt, which got means we're going to beat TCU at home, Central Florida on the road, Iowa State and Tech at home, and then we're going to beat Kansas in the fog. But then we're going to turn around. We're going to lose to Oklahoma at home. We're going to lose in Morgantown. And then we'll close out the season by going uh, winning at BYU, beating Houston at home, winning at TCU, beating Kansas, beating Texas, and then I guess we'll close it out with a loss against Texas Tech on the road. That's what I'm saying. We'll go five in a row, two more, five in a row, lose one. And I think that'd probably be good enough to win the conference think, for you. I think that'd be good. <laughs> and and if you if you look at the release of the the tournament format, I guess, you really just need to get just gotta be top four to get those double buys. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, I mean, winning the conference, absolutely, that's the goal. But you just got to be top four. And that way you, you're... Yeah, I mean, Kansas has already lost two. Um, yeah. I don't believe in tech enough long we've term. Lost, we've lost two. Oh, everybody, everybody, everybody but tech and Kansas State have lost two, at least. And then, you know, there's tech and Kansas State are both four and one Houston, Kansas, Oklahoma, Iowa state, and us are all three and two, um, which is why, man, both of the games that we've lost are maddening. I mean, we, we yeah. should have beat, we should have won both of those games. We should be five. Yeah. And one conference. We should be five. We should be number one in the conference. Yeah. This is, this is the big 12 though. I mean, that's Absolutely. what happens in this conference. Absolutely. But and they're both on the road. Got, they're both on the road. It's hard to win yeah. on the road in this conference. Absolutely. And Texas, if Texas doesn't shoot, like they've got five Steph Curry's on the floor in the first half. I mean, we probably are running away with that game. Oh, yeah, because they shot like garbage. 82 percent, I think, is what it was from three in the first half. Now, they yeah. did go like, oh, for seven, I want to say, yeah. in the second half. They didn't shoot near as well in the second half. And um, maybe so. the most disappointing thing, though, is that I wanted to beat them just in the hopes that we would throw a horns down at them because. Oh, because. Yeah, I'm glad they you got this up. so upset. They got so upset, yet they practically rushed the field or the court whenever they beat us. Jumping up yeah. and down, everyone celebrating. Uh this is what's really funny. Coach to me is UT's head is, coach is like, 
doing high yeah, steps Terry. down Rodney Terry doing high steps down the down the sideline after the buzzer sounded. So it's like so it's okay for y'all to celebrate however you see fit, but it's not okay for UCF to celebrate how they see fit. So I can understand, like, because it's a little bit more pointed, um, being like the difference in those two situations. What 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 makes me laugh is there are a number of Texas fans on Twitter who, when people bring up horns down, they're like, "We don't care about horns down." The Big Twelve is who made horns down a a penalty, and it, it was spawned. Yeah. If I remember right, the story is it was spawned out of like a Texas player did like. He holstered his gun at Texas Tech, like, you know, because they have the guns up. So he like holstered it and he got a penalty for doing that. And so Mac, after the game, said, if it's a penalty to holster the gun, then it should be a penalty to do horns down. And it was like, okay, you know, like I kind of see that argument. But like, so so Texas fans will sit there all day long and tell you, well, we don't care about horns down. It's the conference that cares. We don't care. It was further. And then they go in. They go in and they start. I've never seen a bigger, like a bigger yeah. whiny baby than anything than this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what really made it a penalty was, I I think it was 2017 or 2018, that that year that uh, West Virginia was like really good. And they beat Texas, and I think it was uh, Greer did the like horns down towards the. I don't know if it was the fans or the players. You know, whenever they came back and won. And then after that, it was... Now, that was Bob Bosby's era. After that, it was like, that'll be a, like a taunting penalty. If you do it towards the players on the field to play or the sideline on the field to play. But UCF was... The, the whistle had sounded. It was over. They were doing it. Yeah, they were out doing of, the out of regulation. Game, which is in the handshake. Welcome to the Big Twelve. Good work, yeah. guys. Good work. Yeah. I so, just I mean, can't like, imagine as a coach sitting in my press conference getting in a tizzy over that. He, like somebody on Twitter pointed out, and uh, I think it was Peter Pope sent this to me. It was, uh, I think it was in reply to a Spencer Hall tweet um, about Rodney Terry saying the the move was classless. And the, yeah. the person on Twitter said. That nobody sounds more like a herb than when they, <laughs> when they use the term classless in sports. And it's just like it's so it's so true. Like you just you sound like a nerd. You sound like a little whiny Did baby. You see uh Dan Patrick's little think spill on it? No. He said, That's fine. If you want to make horns down a penalty, uh if we can't do horns down, y'all can't do horns up. You know, let's have it both ways. So if because, like, it's no different if they score a touchdown or win at the end of the game and they're all doing the horns up. How is that any different from the your opponent doing the horns and, down? And here's that the was thing. That was his argument was, like, there's really no difference. And here's the thing. I know a lot of Longhorn fans that legitimately don't care. <laughs> and they, they kind of get tired of it. And this Everyone is the thing. Like, does If it. I was a Longhorn fan, like, if I was a fan of the Longhorns, Rodney Terry getting upset about it would piss me off. Because now I got to yeah. hear about it more. But like every, not I mean, take Texas out of the equation. If you have some type of hand signal, hand sign as a college program, your opponent, if they get the better of you, they're always going to put it down. Whether you could be ASU and they're doing forks down in uh, Arizona when they win, right? 
Yeah, but everybody does every like horns down's a bit different. Like everybody does it. Everybody does That's it. because you make a big deal about putting your horns up. Yeah. You have pride in this like hook 'em horns. My right? sister my sister played saxophone in in the Oklahoma marching band. All right. And she had an upside down longhorn in the bell of her saxophone. <laughs> Nothing's bet I mean, as a Baylor fan. Nothing's better than an upside down longhorn. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Now, I guess the only group that doesn't do horns down, there is one there. So there are two schools that don't do horns down. And that is the University of Texas, of course, will never do horns down. There's another school that would never do horns down. Like UC USF? No, it's, it's, it's strangely enough, Matt, it's Texas A&M. Because <laughs> they have their own special way. Well, they, they, have, their own, they have their own stuff. They yeah, saw them off. They, they saw them off. They have their own thing. They don't do horns well, down. USF does horns up as their like hand signal too. Oh, because they're the bulls. Yeah, because they're the bulls. So that's why UCF is used to doing horns down because they've been doing it to USF for years. So the Houston Texans, who lost this weekend, we'll talk about them later. Um, they do a horns up sim- sim- signal, but it's it's flipped, so it's the back of your hand forward instead of the front of your hand forward. Oh, and that's gets considered. That's like your get. That's your H for Houston. So like, the University of Louisiana Lafayette does like the "I love you" hand sign. So it's kind of like the horns with the thumb out. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like U L. Yeah, it's like the U of H does like the shocker. Yeah, because it's yeah, like yeah. a. It's like well, I think H-E. that's the same as like Arizona State. Arizona like State the, the, the Trident. The, yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be confusing. Next year. I don't know if they play each other, but we got two shockers, hand signs in the Big 12. Anyway, Texas <laughs> is going to be eaten alive. There's going to be so many horns down in the SEC, and they're going to get so mad about it. And and by it's by they, it's like the leadership oh, at Texas. That's the thing. Is like, yes, leadership at Texas. I really don't think Steve Sarkeesian cares about it. No, I don't he did nobody on the football team cares. I don't know why. The basketball team cares about it so much. I think Rodney Ter- Terry cares because he was he lost to UCF. <laughs> I think that's, that's true. I think, I think that's really what it boils down to. But as a as an adult, I'd be like, don't talk to the other team. Don't tell them they're classless because what they're doing. Right. They're uh, most of them are probably. 19, 20, max 21 years old, maybe. Oh, my God. The kids want to have fun. I mean, why are you talking to teenagers or early 20s about anything they're doing after they just had this huge win over the University of Texas, their first year in the Big 12, and no one thinks they're good at basketball? I mean, they're having they're on a run. They beat Kansas. They beat Texas. I mean, let them have their fun. I just don't let, understand. I just don't understand. You want to police fun. Let them have their fun. Now, Matt, there were there were two big losses for Baylor this weekend, as we mentioned, Kansas State and Texas. They lost both those games. So Baylor basketball, plus, and we mentioned before that that the women's team also lost a couple of games. Um, they lost to Kansas and Iowa State, bounced back, beat UCF. But you know yeah. who's not losing on the Baylor basketball front right now? 
tell me, please. That's our friends over at Charlie Hustle. Because they have a new, super awesome Baylor Bears basketball hoodie. Have you seen this thing yet? I have. And it is a thing of beauty. And I'm glad you brought up Charlie Hustle. Because it lets me tell the people that this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best dressed this season, so be sure to check out the wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel and show off your school spirit all season long. And like Joe said, they have they came up with, I think, across the board, like Big 12, of the schools that they have licensed basketball-themed hoodies for for all the schools. Mm-hmm. And so they if you're a Big 12 fan, no matter the school, if Charlie Hustle has your team, they have a new basketball hoodie just for you, perfect for basketball season down the stretch of the conference season, going into the playoffs or conference I shouldn't say playoffs, I meant tournament and and beyond. So go ahead and check them out. Even if you're not a Big 12 fan, with over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. That's charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage, made fresh. And make sure you use the promo code 101215 for 15% off all non-sale items. That's T-E-N-1215 for that 15% off. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Matt. I need you to tell me, when you were sitting in your big old fancy chair. Yeah. In your big old comfy seat. Mm-hmm. Last weekend. Watching the Cheese Packers of yeah. Green Bay, Wisconsin, play at AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, Texas against the Arlington Cowboys. Tell me what thoughts were running through your head. I'll tell you exact thought. It's like I knew it. I knew this would happen. I call, you I were said so it. close. You were going to pick Kansas City versus Dallas in the Super Bowl, and you were like, and I nah, stopped. I can't do it. <laughs> well, even before that, like my buddy, uh, he's a big Cowboys fan. He texted me earlier in the week, and he's like, who you got? What's the score? And I was like, I don't know, Green Bay 31-24. Like I was expecting to lose. And he was like all on fire, sending me – uh, we didn't boys audio clips, and um, I was like, dude, these don't these things like this don't go well for us. But then I started to get kind of optimistic leading up to the game. Then the game started, and it was twenty seven nothing. I was like, I'm not watching this, so I turned it off. <laughs> I was like, big six. I don't know if I've ever laughed as hard at a football uh, at an event in a football game that didn't involve a team 
and that I root for. I was just like, I mean, at the, at the I end thought, of the game. I thought it was going to end up being like a Georgia TCU thing again for a little bit there. By the way, I yeah. know I, I see you have the game on. Who's winning right now? So Buffalo or Kansas, Kansas City? Kansas City's up three. It's 27-24. Did you know this is the first time that Pat Mahomes has ever played on the road in the playoffs? I might have heard something about that. That's stupid. Anyway, anyway, back That's to, back you're to so the Cowboys. Good. They're so good in the regular season. They always have number one seed. <laughs> then they don't lose. Now, back to back to your Cowboys, and we'll get to my Texans. Okay. Let me, when the game was over, I was fully on, like, fire the coach. Yeah, how sure were you that Mike McCarthy wasn't even going like, to? I was certain. Like, that at, on that day, I was like, there's no way they keep him. I immediately knew there was it was the was most like, Jerry Jones like, thing of no all time. Way they to keep not him. Fire him. But then, <laughs> oh, I, I got I got there eventually. Then after I, you know, went to sleep and woke up, I was like, "Well, who you're gonna get?" I mean, then you start thinking about, well, he has won twelve games three years. Matt, in a row. you have Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, and Mike Vrabel out there. I don't know if they can do or, any better. Or, than, or Jim I don't know if they can do any better. I really or Jim don't. Marvel. You don't know so, you're no see that's that's the call. And I I, t- I text my buddy this. I was like, I was like, Jim Harbaugh's the call. That's who you, so that's who here's, you go for. Here's the funny part is is you fired Jason Garrett, right? And you're like, we're gonna we gotta we gotta get a coach that can take us over the top, who can get us to the next level. The problem is, is we can win in the regular season. We can't win in the playoffs. And then you went and hired the guy that couldn't make Super Bowls with Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Like you oh, just. He, he did win a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, at the beginning. And then how many times did he not with prime Aaron Rodgers? Didn't even make it. Didn't even make it, Matt. Well, I mean, that was. He was known for being nothing but playoff disappointment coach. And then you guys went and hired him and you're surprised that you're being disappointed in the playoffs. Oh no, I was I, I didn't stop at McCarthy. I was like, don't extend Dak. I mean, let him walk. I was like, we I'd rather have Trey Lance out there. You have like sixty-four million dollars in dead money on Dak next year, though. Oh no. Now I've come to the I was texting my buddy today. I was like, I was like, we kind of have to extend him for salary cap reasons. Like, we need to move that money around. So we we were kind of like obligated to extend Dak Prescott. But yeah, fun with an NFL contract. Yeah. Now, yeah, you just gotta like we have to move that money around because we're 16 million over the cap right now. Now, so, as disappointed as I was yesterday in my Texans, and I fully expected them to lose that game to the Ravens, by the way. Um the Texans, their magical season comes to an end. Facing off is probably what is the best team in the NFL. Um but I do want to point out one fun stat that'll make you happy is that since 1996, Matt, 1996. Um, and I'll remind you that the Texans were founded in 2002. So since 1996, the Texans and the Cowboys have won the same number of playoff games. No, and we've had, I don't, we've had the number one or number two overall pick in that time frame like four times. And we won the same amount of playoff games as y'all. I don't doubt that at all. That sounds legit. 
Um, did you get to watch my boys absolutely embarrass Cleveland? Because that was fun. I did watch that game, and that was fun. I agree. I, I went to the game. game. I got last minute tickets the night before. Okay. I got a, I got a text message from a buddy whose client had given him two, and um, he couldn't go. And so he was like, can you go? And I said, sure. And so I got a babysitter for Teddy Kelly and I went. It was 30-something degrees um, outside. So I was inside in the warmth screaming because, of course, we you know both of our teams have indoor stadiums. Screaming, completely lost my voice at the game, left, spent some time outside after the game, which did not help my voice. And then I got the flu like a day later, which also did not help my voice. So And then plus I was talking and work. So it's... It, it's going to be a minute until I sound like me again. <laughs> I have not treated my uh, my vocal cords well over the past seven, eight days. Yeah. Um, now, I, I do want to point that. out that we did make picks last week. You chose uh, your Super Bowl matchup and your Super Bowl champion. Your matchup is busted. But your champion yeah. is still alive. So you picked Straight up pick, De- Lions. Detroit yeah. in Miami. Oh yeah. Um now I think I think you felt I think you, you got a little flustered because you originally were gonna pick the Cowboys and you knew you knew that was stupid. Um yes. so yeah. I think if you would have rethought about that, you'd have been like, I'm not picking Miami to win at Kansas City in the winter. Um but you did. You do still have the Lions alive. So if the Lions make the magical run, you will be the one that have predicted it. If you remember correctly, I picked the lousiest and most boring option, which was Baltimore and San Francisco, both making You're it. St- still alive. Still alive, though. They're both still alive. Um, and I have San Francisco winning it all just by the nature that they have already played Baltimore this year. And I think it's hard to beat a team twice, especially a ball- of San Francisco's ca- caliber, though. I wish I could go back and change my pick because after playing Baltimore last week, I just don't know if anybody beats them. They're 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 too good. They're so good, man. Baltimore? Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, they I mean, I think this year it's like Lamar's like is like a legacy type of season. Yeah. No, they have a different uh they have a different meanness. It feels like the older Ravens teams, you know. Yeah. Um, the nasty, nasty Ravens teams. The ones that you were like scared of yeah. playing. Because they hit harder. They run faster. And they drafted so well. I look on that. I Whenever I was oh, watching that game and I was looking that at organization. the names, I was like, oh, Patrick Queen from the National Championship LSU team is playing linebacker. And you have like Kyle Hamilton from uh, Notre Dame who was like, all everything at Notre Dame, he's he's back there in the backfield. It's like their defense is like they've drafted so well defensively. Yeah, like they're they're filled with like just they balls across the well. board. People who you think like, you know, they have like hits against them because of different different things. And Baltimore is like, oh yeah, but they're like they're like Baltimore guys. So, and they they always like you said they they hit on those picks all the time. Oh my gosh. But so yeah. That's where it's at. Um Baltimore did what they did against Houston. The uh San Francisco 49ers 
squeaked one out against the Packers. I thought the Packers were going to win it. Yeah, I didn't watch that game because I, I was watched it. I was depressed. But I was I, watching. I it. checked the score late, and I was like, "Oh, San Francisco is about to lose." I was watching it, and I thought, "Oh yeah, San Francisco is about to lose." And then Jordan Love made them one of the most boneheaded throws I've ever seen in a playoff game. But I wasn't upset about it because his first year starting. He's a young player. Well, I mean, like, why would you, why would a Cowboys fan be upset about a, a Packers quarterback doing poorly? Well, I mean, I really want San Francisco to lose. Um, I want anyone to win Super Bowl or go to Super Bowl except for San Francisco. And really? I don't know. I don't know why. I like Kyle Shanahan. I just I, it maybe it's a Brock Purdy thing. I don't know. Yeah, like Brock Purdy winning a Super Bowl, that will that'll be that'll be annoying forever if that So happens. like I for some reason I'm like anyone but San Francisco. Like I was rooting for Green Bay. I like Jordan Love. See, really and here's like the other, here's Bay. the other kicker is Iowa State fans of course have the teams that they root for. But they they live in a non-NFL state, right? So it's like it's a scattering of Bears fans. There's a lot of are Vikings. They, are they fans. even like? Do they touch an NFL's? Like, what's the closest NFL city? The to closest like NFL city is it Chicago? Probably Chicago. Maybe Minneapolis. NFL city to Ames, Iowa. Okay, maybe Kansas City. Let's see. Closest NFL stadium. Here we go. So. The closest NFL city to Ames. Oh, man. They literally are on the line. Like, I'm looking at the map right now, and it shows Ames. They are dead between Minneapolis and Kansas City, and they're not that far from um, Chicago either. And then just, like, pure distance, though. Like, they're basically dead in the middle of, you know, of, of Minneapolis, Kansas City, Chicago, and Green Bay, which is... Which makes sense because that's kind of the spattering of fandoms that I see in that it's, Iowa State fan base. But because it's kind of like it's kind of like West Virginia too, in in a sense, like they're not an NFL city or state, but they're really close to like Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, yes, and then they're not far from Baltimore or Washington. Yeah, DC. yeah, yeah. So it's like you have like these options because you have you're pretty close to all these like NFL. But cities. what's going to happen is if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, they're all just going to become 49ers fans. Which will be insufferable. And they're going to act like they've been 49ers fans forever. Because then they're going to be talking about all these Super Bowls like you weren't a fan of them. Ooh, Josh Allen, he's going to like, Patrick Mahomes is going to do this again, isn't he? What happened? It looks like, it looks like uh, uh, Buffalo is going to have to give the ball back. That's what, that's what it looks like. Oh, that's an incomplete pass. Oh, did you, you didn't see, see what happened like, before this? Before this, uh, Kansas City was going to the score, and then I think it was—I don't know which receiver it was number twelve. He fumbled through the end zone for a touchback, and they got the and bought, uh, Buffalo got the ball back. Oh, so wow. they're about to go up like big for this game. That's an incomplete pass. Anyway. 
We're not. We're, anyway. we're, we're done talking about live games on a recorded yeah, yeah. podcast. Great podcast content. <laughs> so yeah, that's the playoffs that are going on. That's the playoffs. Uh, you, so you 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 got. I would ask you who you think is going to win. You 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 picked Detroit to go all the way, so I'm going to see you. Got I'm going with Detroit. Yeah, and I and I have I have both the teams that I picked alive. So I'm you know I've got San Francisco and Baltimore winning next week. So so I think I'm I'm like that that me uh that gif meme of from Breaking Bad of Jesse from Breaking Bad. He's like San Francisco can't can't keep getting away with this. You can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> So like I'm going with my guys in Detroit. So I'm sticking with it. I'm scared. I, I can't believe I picked San Francisco to win the win the Super Bowl because I'm legitimately scared of of what our life will look like with a Iowa State Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> okay, but I will say this: if Lions go, you got like Dave Montgomery's on the line. So like. No, I, that's different because they they yes. love, and he's on a second like team. Like Char- Charlie Kolar, who who they who they may like. I I can't say they love him more than Brock Purdy, but he was close. He was a close second, and he's on the he's on the Ravens. Yeah. So like Charlie, so there's 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 high likelihood that the that they're going to be getting a Super Bowl ring in Ames, but if it's Purdy, man, be, because here's the thing: is with Mahomes and Tech fans when they bring him up. We at least get the shot of like, yeah, you guys must have won a lot of games with him in Lovick, right? And yeah, you know, like there's, you know, there's always that fun. And, and we still I have that. Tech fans we still have, have that with, with Iowa State, though. If they bring him up, no, you say you like, don't though, because he do because because Purdy at least won a Fiesta Bowl. Did he Purdy win a Big Twelve championship ever? No, but okay. the, the career that Purdy had compared to the career that Mahomes had wins losses wise. Oh, yeah, the wins losses, yes. Like but Purdy, I'm, Purdy. Even he still never I won double. You still games, have but. you still have a rebuttal, and like y'all must have filled up those uh, trophy cases then with Big Twelve championships with Purdy. Oh, y'all didn't win any. Weird. Super Bowl winning quarterback, and y'all didn't have any championships. That's that's odd. We got we got championships with quarterbacks that didn't even uh, last in the NFL. Yeah. Look at Bryce Petty's NFL highlights. You mean the sacks? <laughs> oh, oh, I love those, you, Bryce. Don't get those, mad. Those um, brutal sacks he had to take it. Well, it wasn't his fault. It was he played for the Jets. Yeah, he did play for the Jets. He did play for the I mean, Jets. He doesn't play on offensive line, so I mean. But now, that's we, your picks are still alive. My pick. My picks are still alive. I think a pick. I don't know who. I've, yeah, you want your pick. A, NFC pick is still alive. Yeah, it, well, your Super Bowl pick is still alive. That's what it's yeah. like. You know, it's like bracketology, right? As long as your national championship, your national champion's alive, you can still score a lot of points. But now that we have reiterated our picks, Matt, I'm going to talk to you once again about one of our awesome 1012 sponsors, Rise Picks, the best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props in states like California, Florida, Georgia, and of course, the great state of Texas. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players and an over-under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's fast and easy. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less if you're really good at it, and they offer almost every sport that you can imagine. We got the NFL playoffs going on. 
Um, college basketball is in full swing. NBA is going on. Uh, international soccer is happening right now. Uh, EPL is about to come back next week. FA Cup's going on. MMA stuff's going on. There's boxing. There's all kinds of stuff that you can find on there. If you use promo code BEAR12, that's B-E-A-R-1-2, you can get an instant 100% deposit match of up to $100. That's right. Promo code BEAR12, and you can instantly get a full $100 match on your first deposit. Price Picks is available online and in the App Store or on Google Play, so go check them out. Um, have a little fun. Play around in the playoffs. Pick some props, and you, you can you can win big. And get some free money out of it too. Use our promo code. Grab some free money. There you go. Prize picks. All right, Matt. I know. I know you have not been focused on too much outside the sports world lately. But no. I know you're. You, you've been. You've been reading a book, right? What are you reading? So, <laughs> uh, it's called "The Reign of the Marvel Cinematic Universe," and it's literally like a history of like the mcu the rise of the mcu basically like the background or like the, like the background like yeah it's, it's, okay. it's great as far as like interviews like this is like, what this is what the this is the what Russo happened brothers. not not even that it starts back all the prior like pre mcu so like you you get interviews with kevin feige about his rise through the ranks of a, as a producer and then the whole beginnings of it and the the fights and like it's wild stuff like some things like the people who ran marvel prior to um the uh you know prior to the disney taking disney taking over i guess they really wanted um they didn't want any women movies any superhero women movies they said because they're the people who ran marvel at that time like marvel the company marvel they their only interest was selling toys and they said girls or you know female superheroes toys don't sell that's the whole thing they, they made movies to sell toys it's it's wild to be like like Kevin Feige and people like that. They kind of push back against that, and but it, it took like to this day, like they didn't make a Black Widow movie till what was it 20, 2020, 2021, whatever it was. Yeah, and I don't even still know if you could call that a movie. <laughs> it was just a bunch of scenes that they filmed and put on a movie. Screen. Hey man, <laughs> I had a blast with Black Widow. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the only problem I had with Black Widow movie was that it was should have been released after Civil War to make for continuity sense because it was released after Endgame I believe and it's like okay this is great I know everything's going to happen in the future because uh, none of this matters but I enjoyed it and maybe it's also to the fact I this speaks to different parts of my life, but maybe it's the fact that I have two daughters and I took them to see the movie. Um, we went to see Captain Marvel. People Captain have Marvel. Come. I legitimately enjoyed. And then I took them to see the Marvels. And the thing about it is like, it's, it's good to see representation of 
you know, female heroes for young girls. I feel that my girls like that and it gets them more into this genre, whether it's fantasy or sci-fi, whatever the case may be. Even Star Wars, when they released the new Star Wars and you had the the main protagonist, like your your, you know, avatar that you're following as the viewer is Ray in the The Force Awakens. And having again, having two daughters, my perspective is it got them more engaged in the material to where they would go back and want to watch other Star Wars because of this character that they could see themselves in. That's why it's important to have representation in films, whether it is gender representation or, you know, minority representation or anything like that. Because you can introduce a whole new demographic of audience to your content. And it's important. It's important. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And it's 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 an example of of that we see all the time in companies is like leaving leaving uh customers and groups of consumers behind because you're like, oh, they will never do this. And it's like, well, have you tried marketing to them yet? Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like it's like girls buy toys too. Right. Yeah. Girls go to movies too. You can't just market to young boys or your male demographic because you think that's the market because as we've seen that whether it's politics or films or whatever women are a block of consumer base or voting base or whatever the case may be um and you you need to pay attention to what their interests are as well as your main demographic which is the 18 to 49 year old male so for me, it's interesting because you have these older studio heads or company owners who just like they don't see any they, – they can't wrap their minds around the benefit of having different characters you know, lead their films, which is ridiculous looking back. Yeah, absolutely. It's – it, but it's a good it book. Is, it's a good it book. is also funny to me because, like, historically speaking, Marvel was always like the they were so far behind in popular media when it came to like I'm not talking about like the like the core hardcore comic fans. I'm talking about just average Joe Schmo on the street because like Batman movies would be successful, right? Like DC kind of had the the Batman stuff cornered. Yeah. Superman is probably still to this day. Well, yeah, Kevin Feige even the says that. Era, like the most popular superhero oh, yeah. of all time. But even though, like Kevin in his book, like he's quoted as saying, like the first like superhero. I mean, the first Superman movie with like Christopher Reeve. He's like, that's the perfect superhero film ever made. Still to this day. He's so like, like DC, DC had this thing cornered, and Marvel. Like you go back and you look at some of the old stuff that they made. It was garbage, and it wasn't until well, Marvel because they were of, broke and they were selling their rights. It their wasn't IP until they sold it to Sony. Anyone. And Sony made some good Spider-Man. Sony made some good X-Men. But yeah, like that's what made the MCU so so different. Was it was like the first time that Marvel had gotten their stuff together. 
Yeah. And it, it really is whenever you have this emerging of Kevin Feige and whenever he takes over and they do like the first Iron Man, it's it kind of changes everything. Like they pushed for like they didn't the studio heads or the or I guess the company heads, they didn't want they were like sending emails like under no circumstances they want Robert Downey Jr. in that role. At all. Right. Because I mean he still had kind of the the oh yeah well, the he'd 90s done, vibes around him. Everybody he had thought the 90s that, that was, vibes he around still was. Him. I think he'd been in and out of rehab. Rehab and maybe jail, maybe prison at some point. I think um, he went I think like I think that's a little bit overblown, but yeah, like I mean he definitely did at some point. At the very least, like he was in LA County jail for a while. For a little yeah. bit. Um but yeah, he had that about him. He kind of had come back. He had friends who, like, he had been in some movies in the 90s, late 90s. Um, but, yeah, he still had that stigma around his neck of, like, he's trouble. You can't really depend on him to lead your film, especially a multi-hundred million dollar film. Yeah. Then he that was going to reboot this whole, like, studio. And, um, but it How was did really, we get on a Marvel change? Oh, yeah. You were, oh, you were I'm talking about the book. book. reading the book. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will I'll end like this. I would say if you're interested in like the film industry or Marvel specifically, it's a great book. It's written by some people that I I love their writing. Joanna Robinson, um, Dave Gonzalez, they are really good and I recommend it a hundred percent. What All about right. you, Joe? You you were you unlike me have actually watched Things other than sports on the television um, or phone or laptop, however you consume it. Yeah, well, well being sick, I was just – I didn't really have uh, – I didn't really have uh, a whole lot of, like, desire to do much. So I binge-watched all but the last episode of Reacher earlier in the week on Amazon Prime and uh, of season two, of course. And then I, I did watch the season finale when it came out on Thursday night. Um, Reacher is just like good, solid, fast food, garbage TV. Yeah. Just, I've seen clips of like the season two. Like I watched season one of Reacher and I really liked it. I just hadn't really got myself up to like devoting myself to like uh, a show. But I have seen clips of it and, you know, it's it's like hit, it's playing the hits for Reacher season one. Which yeah. that's what you want with Reacher, though. If if you are familiar with the the book series, you know that's that's kind of what you want. Is he's like this? Speaking of superhero, he's almost like this human superhero figure. Yeah, he he really he really is. And there's there's a lot of things that like in the because it's it's kind of like fast food garbage TV. There are a lot of like plot points where I'm like you know a lot of times you're like this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but like. There are so many times in this season, especially compared to the last, where I'm like, why are they doing this? This makes no sense. Like, why didn't you just call the police? How's the continuity? Because I know this takes place at a different time. You know, because it's not like linear as far as like season one happened and season two, right? Or is it? Oh, no, it is is linear. It it is linear. It's linear. Yeah. Because I know they're adapting like books to like. Yeah, they're adapting books. This one, this one—it's a long it's, series, so I figure there's a bunch of books that happen in different 
time. Yeah, frames. this is after it because they reference season one a couple okay. of times, and there okay. are there is at least one main character from season one that does come back and show up in an episode of this one. Um, but yeah, they they talk about it. They talk about season one a couple of times in in here. Um, so yeah, no, I mean if you're if you if you like dumb action and like dumb like very almost 80 style action but it's a tv show like go watch reacher it's a lot of fun like don't take it too seriously don't try to wonder why they do things the way they do sometimes just take it at face value and you'll have fun with it um now matt before we go there was something i saw this week and we haven't we haven't gotten into a star wars discussion in a minute so i wanted to talk to you about this okay so I know um, neither you or I is uh, huge into like midichlorians, right? But but midichlorians exist. They are canon. Um, And for those of you who are unaware, a midichlorian is like, I guess it's a it's a thing that lives inside of you. And the more of them that you have, the stronger you are in the force in the Star Wars universe. It was introduced in the Phantom Menace. Um, And that's what made. Anakin so special was he it's had like an a infection? Yeah, it's like yeah, back it's it's force bacteria, but force bacteria, or like <laughs> force like it's like if you have like a chromosomal disorder. So in our world, it's like in Star Wars, it'd be like you have extra midichlorians. So I was scrolling Reddit. This is this was days ago, and I cannot find the post now for the life of me to get the numbers. But a person had like an officially licensed Star Wars book. All right. And in said book, they had a chart that showed different notable force sensitive people that have appeared in Star Wars media and their midichlorian count. All right. Okay. Now, of course, Anakin is out he's like pluto's pluto's orbit around the sun right cuz he's he's essentially created by the force he's kind of like the the force's baby jesus right yeah is it another thing that they tell us in they, in phantom yeah. menace is that he doesn't they, have a father they've never seen that high count and all that stuff yeah okay like yoda's not far behind you know but he's not there um sidious isn't even there you know palpatine Luke isn't there. Leia's not there. Now, I do also know that it is canon from what I have researched and, and read and, and watched throughout my years of being a Star Wars nerd that, like, physical harm to yourself does lower your midichlorian count. So the fact that, like, Darth Vader is missing two legs and an arm, it weakens his connection to the Force significantly. But he starts so far ahead that I think it's safe to assume he's still probably still the most fa- powerful force user in the universe. Yeah. I mean, in new hope, he, he can sense like Luke on the, when they're on the star destroyer, when they're right. Like he, he, he can choke people through space. Cause he chokes a dude on a video call. <laughs> yeah. In, in he, chokes, he chokes a dude through zoom <laughs> through zoom, Matt. So, my question to you is, because this got me thinking, because I saw Luke and I saw Anakin on there. <laughs> Excuse me. 
did Diz does Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi go easy on Luke? Does he let Luke win? I think he's very conflicted. So I don't know if he lets him win. I just think like Luke's kind of beating him down because he's saying like, I know there's still good in you. I don't want to fight you. You know, his whole thing, like he's kind of. Well, Luke almost loses it. No, he does. He almost, he almost loses it. I think a couple things are going on. A, in the previous film, Darth Vader did cut his son's hand off in combat. In like with no effort at all. Yeah, with no effort at all. No, to be fair, so maybe Luke there's some guilt. There's some guilt going on. Yoda. Luke had not finished his training. True. Um. Then when you get the Return of Jedi, he comes back. He's a full fledged Jedi Knight. It's not just like, like he's he's there somehow. Somehow, yeah, Palpatine full fledged. Well, that's further on down. That's further on down the road. <laughs> uh, but also somehow, Luke's a Jedi Knight. Even Han Solo is like incredulous at this fact. Because he knows Luke, like we know Luke, like he's a Jedi Knight. This is ridiculous, but anyway. So, yes, he completed. I'm I'm assuming he completed his training at some point in between Empire and um, Return of the Jedi. But also, I think Anakin, Darth Vader, is being kind of won over by his son's. Or is it that he's existence? Like he I think he, I think he's conflicted. He doesn't yeah. want to kill him. I absolutely think he's conflicted. But also, he's like, he's it's his son. He's kind of being won over by these like what Luke is telling him. Like, hey, but is it safe to say that if like Vader had gone full Vader and there was like no Anakin, like, oh. like he would have just destroyed even, Luke in in return? If if Anakin had not gotten beat by um. Obi-Wan and was like had all of his limbs and he was like full Vader it's over with for the like universe it's done it's donezo oh, if only it had the high ground I know <laughs> if only he had taken geometry oh my god I love how stupid they've made some of, some of this stuff in those movies but like like if you okay, like if and you I have to tell Ahsoka, you something else that I learned. Like whenever he's in Ahsoka, like whenever he's he's kind of like flashing Vader, but he's still like Anakin form. You can see like, oh, he's like super formidable in his human form. If he was like full on Sith, like you're not beating Vader. Yeah. Even if you Rogue One, like he's unstoppable when he's like his coolest his early coolest Vader. intro. His coolest intro is Rebels. No, yes. I I love the Rogue One like scene. Oh, that's cool. But like Rebels when he when they're like they they just like they're running away and they they're stop absolutely and they're like terrified of them. They're like what oh they they're like there's no one around them and they just they both stop and they're like what is that feeling? <laughs> oh yeah, because they're like it's a super sense of like the dark side. Yeah. And also when you see him like, I don't really know at this point if, like, he's known to everyone. And so whenever you see this person and you, you've you already felt them and then you see he's, like, half robot, fully cloaked, and he looks like he's so menacing because he's probably, like, seven feet tall with his, like, attachments. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no, like, he is seven feet tall. So it's like, this is the most terrifying being I've ever seen in my life. And that's from a force user. Like, imagine if you're just a dude. Like, Han Solo's a crazy person for even taking this mission on. Surely you're aware of Darth Vader as a smuggler. Yeah, because, like, no, like, Vader does get introduced to, like, the, the galaxy pretty pretty early on. Like, the Emperor introduces him. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Han Solo knows about Darth Vader. Oh, for sure. And you're going to, like, sneak onto the Death Star. That's a suicide mission. Yeah, but he's already dead because Jabba's going to kill him. So he needs he needs a payday. Yeah, he needs the payday, man. Which doesn't right. work out well, for him. Really, doesn't work out for By me. By the way, here, here, fun fun thing that I learned, a thing that I did not know until this week also about Star Wars. The Bills Sorry. score? No, uh, the uh, Bills missed a field goal. Ah. Do you know the, the rebel symbol, like the, re- the symbol for the Rebel Alliance? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what that is? Um, is it like the? It's almost like the Jedi symbol, isn't it? It's similar. No, it is the family crest of Galen Merrick, who you really? may not know unless you played um, the Force Unleashed games. Which or, I, I haven't. Um, those were back in like the Xbox 360, like PS2, PS3 days. And Galen Merrick uh, comes from a Jedi family, all right? And he is found as a child by Vader and is secretly trained by Vader as an apprentice. And uh, then he actually ends up turning on Vader. His name is changed to Starkiller. Ah, I do know Starkiller, though. Yeah, you know Starkiller. That's Galen Merrick. He turns on Vader, helps the Rebellion, and so the Rebellion adopts his family crest. As their symbol. I learned that this week. That's cool. Who's your favorite Sith slash Jedi of all? Oh, like across... my favorite Force user? Yeah. I guess that's a way to say it. Um... Mm... That's a good question. See, because I'm a big like Revan guy. Revan was I was I'm a big I Revan was, guy. Like fact, Revan I, is good. I loved Revan so much. Um uh, now we're going I, I deep into Maul. Star Wars nerdcore right now for the listeners. So we're talking about Revan, but uh I just think as he goes back and forth, he's like he's just such a good he's just a cool character. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's one like Sidious is awesome too. Revan's great. Darth Bane. Oh, you know who it is. Bane is you good. Who it is. Bane is good. You know who it is. Hey. Is Darth Darth Nihilus. Darth Nihilus. Yeah, he's got the cool white mask. Yeah, see, I think that's why I like Revan because he has like a dope mask. But also, he has like he has like the dual lightsabers. There's like purple and red. It's just like he's a cool character. Darth Bane is also cool. He's the only Bane is cool. Yeah, yeah, he survived. He's the only he survived the Great War, and he's the one who enacted the Rule of Two. 
I don't know, man. You know what, really? When I was, I wasn't even a kid. I was in my 20s when the uh, prequel series came out. But when Grievous, like, whips out his lightsabers and his forearms, he's, that's a cool, that's a cool looking, like, move. Yeah. It's a cool. There's a court Darth Tyrannus, which name wise. I don't know. You know, if, you know who Darth Tyrannus is, right? We've seen him in the movies. I don't know if this says more about um, how Dooku? us or that we're all talking. To, we're all bringing up Sith. The Sith are cooler. Let's let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real. The Sith. Are I mean, cool. says the guy who has like Darth Vader tattoo on his bicep. Right. Like, so it's so like, yes, we are pro-Sith in this area. No doubt about it. They are cooler. I can't wait for the Acolyte series. That's going to be probably pretty cool. Because it's just about the Sith. It's just about the cool kids. All right, Joe. Yeah, I mean, Sidious, I feel like Sidious, you got to put up there because he actually does like accomplish the the Sith end goal of controlling the whole galaxy, even though if it is for a limited fleeting period of time before he's destroyed. But he he does do it. He does win. Yeah, no, I mean, Sidious did everything right as far as like his plan. He played everyone and they just went right along. I mean. All Anakin had to do was kill him. Right in front of Mace Windu. Or, or just not prevent Mace Windu from killing him. Yeah, that's it. I he mean, didn't Mace even Windu have to kill like, him. Hey, Mace Windu saying like, yo, he's got to die. <laughs> like he's not playing. He's not going to arrest him. He's like, he has to die. And that's all I got to do is like, all right, man, your call. And just back up. That's all I got to do. Yeah. Uh, it's all he's going to be is like, all right, fine. Like you're the boss. Hey, you're the master. I'm, you know, so whatever. Yeah, you didn't grant me that rank. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah, this is your show. You do whatever you want to do. So, all yeah. right, Matt. It's been a fun Star Wars night. Yes, it's always fun to talk about Star Wars. It's always fun. But if people wanted to talk to you more about Star Wars, where can they find you, and where can they find the podcast? Uh, you can find me on X, I guess, formerly known as Twitter, at Matt underscore Workman. And you can find the podcast at The Baird In Pod or on the uh, our website, TheBairdInPod.com. And you can find me on Twitter at The underscore Joe underscore Goodman. You can also find me on the ODB Discord. And as always, don't forget to go check out uh, the 1012 Network podcast and then all of the other podcasts that are part of the 1012 Network. Um, and also, go check out uh, Sports Social Podcast Network. They've got a ton of really, really cool podcasts that you can check out out there. Um, so go support those guys. If you like us, they've got people that are like us that talk about all kinds of different sports, all kinds of different schools, so you can get some different perspectives that are out there. Um, and the 1012 Podcast. I mean, they yeah. cover everybody. So just a really, really solid group. Philip does a great job with that thing. Yeah, and I would say, like, Definitely check out the ODB um, Discord. That is definitely something that we are active on. But also, if you're into the Big 12, we can check out Wide Right Natty Light. It's kind of been enveloped in the greater 1012 podcast network 
as far we have as our like own the, channel in there. We have our own channel. So check that out. If you're want to interact with any of the podcasts in the 10, 12 network. Yeah. Great place to go. If you're looking for perspective on a team you're playing this week or anything like that, you can hop in there and they got fans from all over the big 12 that can chat with you. So great call out there, Matt, the 10, 12 channel and why right now you like discord. Great place to go. Absolutely. All right, Matt, as always, as always, Joe, sick and bears. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.